Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Checking elsewhere around North Dakota. With hunting season in full gear now, fishing is definitely on the back seat when it comes to driving outdoor activities across the state. However, those anglers still working Devil's Lake are finding success in shallower water. Try two to eight feet, but as much as anything, bring patience when working that shallow water, because you're going to be in the weeds and trees. Might pay off, though. It's still worth vertical jigging in deeper water around 20 feet, along the rock piles, bridges, and towers. Out west, the Missouri River tail race remains slow from both boat and shore. Look for improving salmon success, though, as more fish move through the dam because they're congregating along the dam side in Lakes Kakuya. That's going to send them through the dam with the, with the water releases. There's still some small, small walleye in the spillway channel yet. Try 30 to 50 feet off the points on the east end of Lake Skakwea, with most activity still along the north side. Most of the attention, though, is along the U.S. Highway 83 embankment, with the annual fall drawdown of Lake Audubon underway. Each fall, about three feet of water from Audubon gets sent back into Lake Skakwea. The better success seems to be in the morning, though it's a short-lived bite, on those walleye, depending on how long it takes to move the water. There's fair salmon activity from both boat and shore with off and on success, but look for improving activity as temperatures drop. Most anglers are fishing along the Riverdale Bluffs, um, the, from boat they're working along the dam, and then also try the bays in Sakakwea State Park. Just a reminder, with pheasant season now underway and waterfall activity ge- getting into high gear, Blue-green algae could still be present on Samaria lakes and wetlands. Please keep your dogs out of any discolored or stained water. It's deadly for them, and it only takes minutes. In addition, don't block access roads and trails for farm equipment and the public. Be sure to watch your bird identification, stay safe, and enjoy the abundance of opportunities now available. Hey, I need to wish a couple of happy birthdays. My sister... Deanne Ament in Jamestown, North Dakota, had a birthday on Tuesday, October 3rd. And then when you when you have daughters, you can never wish them happy birthday early enough or often enough. My daughter, Caitlin, is having a birthday uh, coming up next Thursday. So I want to wish my daughter, Katie Lear, a very happy, happy birthday. Love you so much. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Here is a podcast extra. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri, a brewer, Agri Outdoors. You're listening to KELL News Talk and KWSN in Sioux Falls and the Mighty 790 in Fargo. Uh, so on this segment, we're going to chat with a friend of ours, Jason Zins of the North Dakota Big Game Showcase on social media. 
if uh, you're on social media, which I'm pretty sure most of you are, you want to look up the North Dakota Big Game Showcase because uh, if you're a hunter, which you probably are, uh, there is stuff on there that if you're not out hunting right now, it's going to get you excited for the season. Welcome to Gone Outdoors, Jason. Thanks, gentlemen. Good to be back. So it's a very exciting time to be up here in the North Country, to be in North Dakota. A lot of big game seasons are going on right now. Deer bow season open on September 1st. Elk season open September 1st. Uh, the moose season opened up. Lots of youth seasons going on. Big game season is here. I mean, it is here now, and you can certainly tell that by looking at the North Dakota Big Game Showcase. Uh, real quickly, and we'll touch on it again towards the end, what exactly is the North Dakota Big Game Showcase, Jason? You know, it's just a uh, collection of pictures that I put together on social media to showcase what we have here. And, and you know, we're pretty proud people up here, especially of our outdoor heritage. And I just wanted to bring that to life so people could enjoy it. I know a lot, you know, right now there's a lot of seasons, these these big seasons where if somebody draws a moose tag or an elk tag and, and they're successful, they definitely, definitely are going to be posting it on their social media because it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And, and it should be that way. Um, you, but a lot of the deer seasons, which are just kind of starting now, uh, or they've been going for a couple of weeks, what are you seeing as far as herd numbers? You know, the North Dakota Game and Fish does a lot of work all year long figuring out what herd numbers are for all the different species. For what you're seeing for pitchers, because you've been doing this for a long time, do you think that that is correlating well with the herd numbers where the success ratios that hunters are having? Oh, I definitely do. The number of submissions that I'm getting, especially from, you know, what, uh, further western or in the western part of the state where the EHD hit the last two years prior to this really bad winter the submissions are definitely down yeah which makes sense um, so let's talk about the moose and the elk for a minute those are once in a lifetime tags in North Dakota you can apply apply every year until you get one hopefully if you're lucky uh, once in your lifetime you'll get one um, and I'm assuming that you apply every year. Have you ever been drawn for one of those tags? I have. I actually drew an elk tag back in 2000. So uh, I'm done with elk, but I'm still patiently waiting for a moose and a bighorn tag. <laughs> well, Jason, that was before the uh, onset of social media, at least as we know it right now. So that's kind of unfortunate. Do you do you have like throwback Thursdays where you can showcase things from years past or I'm kind of kidding there. What, what I'm really wondering is, you know, we've got a lot of listeners to gone outdoors and, and I know right now we've got a lot of people picking up their phones and scrolling and, and they're searching for North Dakota big game showcase. They want to see what this is about as they're listening. How can people who may not already be familiar with it, how can they submit their own pictures and their successes? Uh, there's a couple different ways you can you can message me on either Facebook or Instagram the pictures, um, and then I have an email listed in my auto reply to both of those. If you'd rather, I'd rather get the emails because they're uh, a little higher resolution pictures that I can work with. Um, but normally, it's just messages from from people that want to see them posted on the sites. Okay, Jason, let's prime the pump a little bit. Approximately how many 
photos are you posting every week this oh, time of year? You know, a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it really comes and goes in waves, you know, like with this last weekend, we had the youth season open and, and I've gotten a lot of submissions, but again, not, not like normal. Um, you can definitely tell the whitetail populations are down, but I, I would say it's, you know, on your average, it's probably 30 to 40 a week. Um, we're definitely seeing a, uh, a population of moose and elk in this state um, like there's never been. The good old days of, of hunting those two are right now. The trophy quality is just amazing. So it, it, all you have to do is take five minutes and scroll back and look at the last three weeks of pictures and you'll see that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I can agree with you. I've seen all those photos, and they are simply amazing. You look at them, and you wonder, well, did he throw one in from Colorado or from New Mexico <laughs> or something like that? That can't be from North Dakota, but they are. Isn't that crazy? And and they're yeah, absolutely and, beautiful. And the bulk of them are archery harvests, too, so it's just like, wow, you know? Jason, what do you attribute that success to? Uh, is that because of conservation groups? Is that because of North Dakota Game and Fish and the programs they have? Is it is it hunter-driven, or is it, I mean, maybe it's all all of those things and more? Uh, I think it's a little of all of that, but mostly I think it's uh, landowners, to be honest, mm-hmm. taking care of the herds. Yep, that makes sense. You know, and uh, to what Kyle said and what you said, Jason, I think it takes a little bit of everything. You know, you, you got to have all parties playing together uh, for everything to be successful. And you know the other agree. the the other third one the other once in a lifetime tag that is still upcoming is a bighorn sheep, which is a hugely successful program too. Um, I'm assuming that once that season opens up, we'll be seeing a few photos there. Although there are very few of those tags available, I usually get a few photos this year. There was a there's a total of seven tags that were issued this year. They did the drawing about a week ago. So there's six tag holders plus the auction tag that, that uh, gets bid on at the Midwest sheep banquet. Um, but I, I think they're doing an all time. I think the sheep population's at an all time high right now too. So, and that, you know, the bulk of those are on public land, but I would say, you know, game between game and fish and landowners, they're taking care of them pretty well too. Yeah, they certainly are. The Game and Fish has a very robust uh, bighorn sheep program, and it's uh, very, very successful. So earlier you had mentioned youth. Just one more question. Uh, We got about a minute and a half left. Uh, You had mentioned youth, and there's been a lot of photos lately of of youth, and I'm sure it's because of the early youth seasons. Um, Are you seeing a lot more youth, do you think, that are out there now than what used to be out there? I think so. I think, uh, you know, we, we've entered an age now where the parents are accustomed to, you know, the, the hunter safety programs, plus to Game and Fish's credit, offering these the, the kids, uh, you know, the whitetail doe tags when they're 11 and 12 before they get their, their first buck tag is a huge success in my eyes. Just it, it takes the edge off that first hunt, and even though they – the adrenaline's still there. It's they know what they're in for, you know, and and I can't say enough good about it. Yeah, and and it, about everything, it, it takes an entire community 
um, literally the entire outdoor community to make these programs work. And it starts the game and fish and it continues on with parents and everything else. Jason, North Dakota Big Game Showcase. They can find that on Facebook and on Instagram, correct? That is correct. All right. Thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors, buddy. You're welcome. Anytime, gentlemen. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available, boy. Ben, the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.